Blog Talk Radio. Dig it! Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Don't go away. This is the slash of the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. Guys, my name is Lauren Brooks, the past interviewer for TNA Wrestling, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. The Rock Superstar Chaos. Sid Vicious. Chris Hammer. The Hardcore Homo Angel. This is Jimmy Jacobs, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Radio Show. Keep your money here, Revenant, on the Atomic Drop Show. Tune in. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Atomic Drop Show. I am your charming, colorful, and oh-so-handsome co-host, Justin Time. And, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special guest co-host to the Atomic Drop Show this week. He is none other than the amazing Todd Orndorff. (laughs) <laughs> what up, baby? It's a Thompson Todd Order forming a new tag team just for today, live and in living color, inventing your internet radio tag team with Sir Justin Time here on the Atomic Drop Show. Very excited to be here. Sir Justin Time, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Um, many of you are probably tuning in right now and wondering where my uh, charming, talented co-host, who is all the way out in sunny California, is Kyle Cruz. Kyle had to uh, take a personal day today, sadly. Uh, he's fine, don't worry. He just had to uh, get some things done around that uh, actually required him to not do the show this week. But I will promise you we are going to have double the fun, double the adventure, double the wrestling talk, because we are on for two times, two times, two hours, ladies and gentlemen, to hype up the WrestleMania extravaganza show that is coming up live this Sunday on pay-per-view. Todd, are you excited for this Sunday? Dude, I am so freaking pumped. It's ridiculous. I've got a, uh, a sports bar here in central Pennsylvania that, um, that actually has only a $3 cover to watch WrestleMania, so you can bet your butt the Talented Todd Order will be there. Awesome, awesome. First things I need to do first, if you don't mind, Todd, I actually need to do something that I hardly ever, ever, ever do. Go ahead. Okay, I need to actually uh, break kayfabe for a split second. Uh Uh-oh. I know. uh, Kyle told me if I ever need to break kayfabe, uh, it better be important and uh, better be right to the point. So uh, I have a written statement right here. And I am about to uh, get to it. Over the past few weeks, I I should actually uh, rephrase this. This is coming from uh, Ben Kruger, not uh, just in time. Over the past few weeks, I have not been around on the show, sadly. There have been a few reasons for that, and I'm going to explain why. The first reason why is very important to me, and that is my uh, fiancé. I'm in the midst of planning a wedding and that is a big full-time commitment for anyone to do in life. She has put up with my wrestling obsession for three years, and I love her to death for that. 
but it's a give and take in this point in my life. But rest assured that my commitment to this show, I will, I will not be leaving. Second thing, I've been traveling to, quote, parts unknown in recent weeks. With that said, I'm ready to explain where, quote, parts unknown is and why I go. Parts unknown is, in fact, in Pittsburgh, PA. Why do I go there so often? My future father and brother-in-law are car haulers for local dealerships up here in Rochester and Buffalo, New York, and asked me to make the trek out there to help them out in the family business. I love to go, and I love trucking during the spring and summer and fall seasons. But as you might have guessed, I go during Tuesday nights when our show starts, so I try to call in as often as possible. But sometimes I am unable to call into the show to help out my uh, host, Kyle, most due to uh, the sounds inside of a big big ass semi truck are not the most ideal sound qualities to uh, hear. And there's going to be a lot of what, unlike uh, Steve Austin. And third and lastly, with me going to these auto auctions, I go down there with the intentions of buying a car or two. Why? Because I own my own auto detailing shop, so I go down there to buy and resell cars. I've been pouring a lot of time and effort into my business with dreams of making it successful. With all that, I have said I am kind of a busy guy, but I also try to make all ends meet. But sadly, in doing so, I cannot keep up with the events uh, on the show. But rest assured, I will not be leaving the show. And on a final note, I do want to say a big thank you to everyone who has stood by the show. You are the reason why we do this show. Let me. You are the reason why we do this show, and to talk to all of you each and every week means a lot to Kyle and myself. Without you, there would be no Atomic Drop show. There would be no Just in Time or Kyle Cruz or Jay Gorgeous to make your week feel important or amazing or to just get you by. To those who have stood by us since day one, I say your loyalty. Is, uh, is unmatched. To everyone who is new, I say thank you for sticking around and giving us a shot. With everyone's help, I promise this show will be epically, be an epic wild ride until the very end. So mostly, ladies and gentlemen, I, as you probably have heard, I've just been uh, unable to fulfill some of my hosting duties, sadly. But that's why I have the best co-hosts in the world, such as uh, uh, Kyle and uh, Jay, and now the ever-famous Mr. Todd Orndorff on the other line here. But without a doubt, I will try to make a better commitment to this show. It's going to be a little hit and miss for the next few, uh, few months, but I will, without a doubt, make a promise to all of you that I will be sticking around, and I will be doing more for, with the show. All right. Now with that out of the way. Hey, man. Uh, one quick thing. Congratulations on, uh, on getting married. I think that's absolutely tremendous. So uh, so from PWH Pro Wrestling Hour, man, I just want to say congratulations. That's great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. I very much appreciate that. I just had to get all that sedimentary out of the way because uh, a few people have been asking where have I been going and whatnot. But 
we're not about my whole personal life. This is all about professional wrestling. And if you are tuning in right now, the call-in number is 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is 646-915-9116. So, Todd, how much of Raw have you seen or uh, at least uh, been able to uh, catch up on? To be uh, perfectly honest with you, the past uh, two weeks I've been dealing with some things. I haven't even been able to have my show. Missed the past two Raws, but... Thank God for the Internet because I've been able to read up on everything, you know, see what I missed, saw the new announcement on uh, Bob Uecker being inducted, and I'm sure we'll get to that in a bit. Oh, yes, we will. But uh, I've seen a few shows, you know, um, before the past two weeks, whenever I was unable to watch Monday Night Raw, um, I was watched pretty heavily. um, Right now, very big on Ted DiBiase, I think, hearing about, probably nine months to like a year and a half, he's going to get an incredible push. But uh, I've watched a little bit. Oh, good deal, good deal. I believe that uh, Ted DiBiase is uh, very well deserving to uh, be getting pushed as long, excuse me, as much as uh, Cody Rhodes is too. Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase both need to be uh, pushed up that roster along with the other crop of superstars such as like Jack Swagger and uh, Evan Bourne and uh, Hopefully soon, uh, Kofi Kingston, once more, hopefully after WrestleMania, well, while well, some rumors are running around rampant are, and are saying that he might be able to win money in the bank. Yeah, there's a good chance that uh, that he will. Um, actually, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the money in the bank match. And, uh, and it's like as of like the past few years, they've had some very, very, very good ones. And I'd have to say so far, my favorite one, was the one where Mr. Kennedy or Mr. Anderson, Anderson, sorry, had won back in uh, 07. So that was probably my best money in the bank match, but I'm actually digging them. You know, I really am. I mean, these are like one of the big things that I happen to look forward to at WrestleMania almost every year, but I think they shot themselves in the foot with the induction of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is probably the most stupidest ass thing I ever heard that WWE did, and it takes a lot for me to say that because I'm very biased to uh, WWE, but listen, I, I don't write the checks, I don't pass the buck, I mean, I try, I just try to implement my two cents on where it's at, so. Yeah, it should be a good time, man, I am so psyched and pumped, this is, this card for WrestleMania, honestly, is, uh, I think it's one, it's one of the best, I have to believe. You know, it's uh, you know, like the quality of matches, who's going up against who. It's like, it's like, you know, the WrestleMania is like the All Star game, like for pro wrestling. And this, the, the matches that they have right now, like, how could you not be excited about them? You know, you got, um, you got Edge and Jericho, which I'm a huge Jericho fan, and this uh, whole Shawn Michaels and Taker thing, they deserve to be on last. Um, I don't know if it came out or not, if they will be yet. I don't know. I was unable to find that out. But uh, I'm very stoked about that match. Oh, I'm stoked about it, too. And since you mentioned the WrestleMania card, me and uh, Kyle were up late last night, and we did our ever-famous hard sell for WrestleMania, if you have ever seen our hard sells. I have not. Well... Here's what you do. If you feel like being a little interactive, what you do is you go to YouTube, 
Yeah, type in the Atomic Drop Show or uh, type in uh, the hard sell, and then what will come up will be a list of our, U our YouTube videos. And what we do is we actually go out and uh, hype up the pay-per-view that is upcoming, which we are now going to be doing like all the big three or four. Every Nobody knows what the Survivor Series is going to be, but we go around and try to hype up the big uh, supposed three now to just uh, get our YouTube friends out there just something to watch because it's a pretty popular thing, and I enjoy doing it with Kyle, and Kyle loves doing it. So if you ever get a free moment, go ahead and take a look at it. I mean, they're by far some of the best-looking videos out there. Yeah, it's, uh, actually, um, now that you said that, it mentions what they are. I was on your YouTube a while ago, and I uh, and I saw one. Uh, I forget where it was or what it was for or whatever. I think Kyle Cruz um, is the one that I watched, I believe. And um, like like the going out and reaching out like to all the wrestling fans is uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. Like I never thought of anything like that. But you know, heck, props to you guys. You guys are going out and, and doing your thing and getting and getting the word out. Not not only about pro wrestling, but you know, showing the quality of the Atomic Drop show, you know. It's it's a pretty cool thing. I watched one of them. Hey, that means you got to go out there and watch more of them, damn it. <laughs> we want try to get the most uh try to we try to get the most views out there. Right now the highest rated hard sell we got is from the 2008 uh, Great American Bash, which was actually our very first one we ever did together. And that one's got about 51 thousand views. That's impressive. That, Fifty one thousand. Fifty one thousand and plus we also got uh, like uh, honorable mentions throughout the world with that one. We got like uh from Brazil, Germany, France, all over Europe we got like crazy, crazy, crazy props all over in awards for that one. Which I I me and Kyle always debate which one is our best one. He believes it was uh, Survivor Series, or no, excuse me, SummerSlams of uh, 08. Well, I still believe that the first one was by far the best one, but that's because I'm biased. And it had Tommy Dreamer and it, Tom Delaney in there. So you're a big Tommy Dreamer fan, huh? I, well, he's from Yonkers, New York, and uh, Colin Delaney's right from my stomping ground of Rochester, New York, and I got to see him wrestle at an independent show, which is maybe about five minutes from my house, so of course I'm a little bit biased. Understandable. So, looking in right now, uh, the raw ratings for uh, Monday night were actually down 20% from last week. Uh, the show did about 4.5. And that's pretty, pretty, pretty shitty seeing how uh, we're going right into the biggest pay-per-view of you know, the whole year. I mean, what do you think happened between uh, last week and this week? Honestly, I would love to uh, throw some insight. Um, honestly, probably um, the week before uh, – well, let's see, last week was whenever Stone Cold was on, correct? Correct. I've got to believe there was no Stone Cold yesterday, so therefore uh, <laughs> I believe Stone Cold had a big thing to do with it. Well, that's true, and we also had uh... – Pete Rose on there, who was by far the most robotic individual besides Linda McMahon out there. I mean, this was just piss poor quality. You pick the worst Raw host, he probably now tops the list at number one. 
Uh, Like I mentioned a few times, I didn't get to see it, but if he's worse than Cheech and Chong was, then I'm pretty happy I didn't get to watch it. He was in maybe uh, 2.3 segments, if you can fathom such a thing. I can't. That's ridiculous. You know, (laughs) this... I don't even know what to say to this because, you know, I'm still bitter about the 04 Hall of Fame induction with Pete Rose going in. He was, what, two WrestleManias and he gets inducted. So, you know, I don't know if because he's a, you know, WWE Hall of Famer, if that was supposed to bring, bring a, you know, pro wrestling fans in, hey, you know, there's a Hall of Famer on. You know, it's Pete freaking Rose. You know, so I don't, there's no reason why, you know, because, you know, he had some things going on through WrestleManias in the past, if having him on, like the week before was gonna, you know, enhance ratings or whatever. I don't know. It just, I, uh, I saw that that he was gonna be the co-host, and you know, it didn't get me excited. So I don't know what it did for you, but I know it didn't do shit for me. Agreed, agreed. But I mean, for like the first couple times of WrestleMania, I can understand why they brought him back because it was more like a gimmick thing. But this week on Raw, it was just pretty much like trying to beat a dead horse because I. I don't want to give any spoilers away since you haven't seen it, but it was like Kane and Pete Rose had another altercation once more. But, but yeah, it's kind of like beating a dead horse over and over and over again. Because I bet you about – no, I guarantee you – I'm going to go one step farther that our younger demographic has no idea what kind of history that Kane and Pete Rose have. Yeah, I think the last time he was on – uh, I think the last social media he was a part of was like 99 or something like that. Maybe 98. I think it was 99, though. So, I think it was yeah. 99 because he uh, dressed up as the Gobbly Gooker, I believe. Yeah, the Gobbly Gooker, yeah. I guess uh, Hector Guerrero was busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got about one hour and 41 minutes remaining. And if you are tuning in, this is the Atomic Drop Show. Our number is. Six four six nine one five nine one one six. Once again, that number is six four six nine one five nine one one six. The phone lines are all open, so please call in. Let's get some calls, baby. We're doing the show all for you. I mean, you talk about anything wrestling, non-wrestling, NXT, TNA, ROH, or HOR, or even any. FCW, I mean, I know I'm not really strong in some TNA, but I will talk TNA with you. Since I wasn't able to... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go right ahead, go right ahead. Uh, No, just you mentioned uh, TNA, and uh, like I said, I didn't get to hear uh, your show from two weeks ago, which means I missed your show after the... uh, the beginning of the quote-unquote Monday Night Wars, uh, and I didn't get to hear your opinion on the uh, AJ Styles, Ric Flair, Hogan Abyss match, so I was just curious real quick on what you uh, what you thought of that. Uh, my opinion on that match, well, I think it's uh, more about uh, trying to see who can outdo each other, because I bet you a TNA was trying to prove that they still had some attitude left in them, trying to go back to the 98-99 attitude era with uh, Hogan and Flair trying to draw blood. But then who really wants to see two old guys, like, cut themselves and bleed all over the place? I mean, you can go to a hospital to see that, but 
it just really wasn't wasn't anything that good to me. Watching Flair in the ring was hurtful. I mean, he should have just stayed retired as long as he could. I mean, he went out in a blaze of glory, and, I mean, why should he, like, tarnish his career once more and try to have another retirement match once after? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I remember mean, if you, uh, if you go If you go off on top, stay off on top, and don't come back. I don't mean that in the meanest way, but... I mean, if you went out in that match and you had the match of the year, then just stay away. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember that night like very, very well. I was so pumped. You know, it's like I remember the the um, WCW going head to head against the WWF. You know, and like that was that was a phenomenal time to be a wrestling fan. It really was. If uh, if for all your younger people out there, if you've never experienced the true Monday Night Wars, you are missing out. Like you wouldn't believe. And I remember, I was like, like, you know, I had a feeling that that Vince McMahon would like run these guys into the dirt and stuff eventually, and like they're gonna win the war. I truly believe that, and I believe everybody else does too. But I remember, I remember sitting on the couch, you know, and it was like five two, and I was like, all right, here we go. You know, I didn't know which one to watch. I really didn't, you know. And then all of a sudden, I see uh, the first match of um, of Raw, and then flipping back and forth, and this uh, Hogan Flair match, and then I saw saw Hulk Hogan's first or second back bump, and uh, how pitiful it looked, and how unrealistic it looked. And uh, for the rest of the night, I just had to watch Monday Night Raw because I, you know it, I was a big Hulkamaniac growing up. You know, I'm a fan from the late '80s, early '90s, whenever he was like at the peak. Man, I was eating my vitamins and saying my prayers. And to see him do what he was doing, I, it it hurt too much. I had to watch Monday Night Raw. I know, I know. I mean, I remember, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan probably since 96. And uh, I used to uh, flip-flop even back in 96 between Raw and Nitro. And back then, back during the Monday Night Wars, it was probably, of course, as you said, the best time to be alive for any wrestling fan. But would you even consider this a war? I mean, I, until the ratings get close, or if they even get close, I will not even consider this a war. I'm going to consider it like sending, uh, I think, uh, one, I believe uh, somebody from the PW Torch, I believe it might have been Wade Keller saying, it's as if America went to go attack Canada with our army, and Canada only had maybe about four Mounties trying to defend the whole country. It's not going to happen. It's going to be an epic fail, sadly. Yeah, unfortunately, we're gonna have to witness that after, after being spoiled with what we had uh, in the mid to late nineties. Uh, and then I, I also saw if um, I read this, I'm pretty sure I read this correctly that the week after their uh, big debut on uh, on Monday night, the ratings were at well, let me see how to yeah, the ratings were lower, or um, mm-hmm. how do you say this? Yeah, so like it's already failing right from the get go. Very true. And we have our first caller of the night from the 678 area code. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, hello? Hello. How you doing? Oh, hey. Uh, how you doing tonight, caller? Oh, I'm doing great. Oh, Dakaris, what's up? Yeah, yeah, it's me. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm hosting the host board tonight, and uh, Kyle had, took a personal night off for the night, so I'm kind of green at this. Oh. 
So uh, it's just me, and if you haven't tuned in, it is uh, the talented Mr. Paul Orndorff sitting in for Kyle Cruz from the PWH, the Pro Wrestling Hour. Oh, Paul Orndorff, really? No, he That's he right. said my name wrong. He said my name wrong. It's the talented Todd Orndorff. Right. Hey, if you want to, you want to call me Paul, you go ahead. I'll take that any day. Oh, okay. I, I, like I said, I'm still kind of green at this. I'm trying to. This, this is a brand new experience for me, but the cars, what's going on, brother? Oh, no, no much. I'm just I'm coming off from, like, from last night's good Raw, I know, and and last week's um, great SmackDown, so. Oh, yeah, what'd you think of that? Oh, I, I loved it. Well, what did you like about it? I mean, I'm all ears, oh, oh, and we got about oh, an oh, hour okay. and 35 right. to talk about whatever you'd like, because you're the first caller, buddy. Oh, okay, all right, oh, all right, all right. Um, oh, oh, Matt now. Oh, I, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed um the the um when towards the end of the show when um that was my favorite part of the whole show when Shawn Michaels uh took out the Undertaker. I know with Sweet Timmy, that was that was awesome. I enjoyed every minute of that. That was a good end to the show, and um, and the fact that um, Undertaker beat Drew McIntyre and, and it's like pretty much he squashed him, but still, it was still still great. And, and with Raw last night, man, Raw last night had me acting like a fan all over again. I mean, I enjoyed the the starting um, match of the night with the Miz and Morrison. I was like, this is a great match to kick off the show with, and. And I was so happy with this when Kofi Kingston finally, finally getting the last spot in Money in the Bank. You know, I was so happy. I was ecstatic. And then, oh, and um, with that um, handicap tag match with Sheamus Legacy against Orton and Triple H, that was that was actually a great match. And and I was surprised when Sheamus took Orton out. And then I was very impressed. So I'm like, guessing Sheamus and Legacy got the momentum going into mania and uh, oh and then the towards the end of the show with the face off between Batista and Cena, yeah, I I enjoyed that as well. So those were my favorite parts of the, of Raw last night. Well I know that Kofi's your boy and I bet you I heard you all the way up here in Rochester cheering all the way down there from Georgia for your boy getting the last spot in money in the bank. Uh huh. Yep. So out of the whole ladder, or uh, excuse me, Money in the Bank, who do you think will win Money in the Bank? The cars. Um, I'm I'm still gonna shoot for Kofi to win it, but if he doesn't win it, I'm I'm gonna I'm I have uh, two other backup picks. Um, I have Christian and and I also have MVP, but something in my gut is telling me that. I'm thinking Drew McIntyre may may shock us all because with the way McMahon's been treating him lately, I'm thinking he that might happen. All right, all right. Uh, well, wait a second here, real quick. If uh, let's see, if you said on SmackDown, well, here where I'm at, I'm not able to get SmackDown, which sucks. But um, but you said on SmackDown that the Undertaker he pretty much uh, squashed Drew McIntyre. I would prefer owned, uh, but that's okay. So is that correct? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's correct. Well, with that being said, if he was, uh, if he got got absolutely destroyed, like you said, he did 
do you, on like you know on national TV pretty much is uh, do you think they're gonna gonna take the chance and put in uh, and still have him win the Money in the Bank after being uh, after being hammered on not TV, oh on TV? Well, you know they every time with Drew lost, it's just like they keep erasing his his um like his after he just lost, they just erase like they act like the loss never even happened. So. So I'm hoping that they don't do that with Tager, but I bet, yeah. So, hey man, it's a good point, right. man. A good point. A very good point. Dakaris, we got another caller on the line, but it was good talking to you. Call back in in about 20 minutes or so, okay, buddy? Uh, all right, man. All right. Uh, all right. Talk to you later. Nice all talking right, to you. All right, great, Paul. All right, bye bye. Bye. All right. Next up on the line is from the 585 area code, my hometown. Caller. You are on the air. Hey, what's going on, Ben? This is uh, your good buddy Evan McLeod here from NWA oh, what... Upstate. Hey, Evan McLeod, what's going on? How you doing, man? I'm doing all I right. Told... I'm doing all right. I told you I'd give you a call, you know, and help uh, promote our show for NWA New York and up here in Rochester. Uh, we got a huge show. Our anniversary uh, Anarchy 6 card is a... Uh, is going to be happening uh, April 3rd. Very nice, so, very nice. Yep. And who's going to be in our, uh, who's going to be in the main event there? Uh, the Bull of Black Mountain, Gabriel Saint, who is our NWA New York heavyweight champion. He'll be wrestling the Patrick Swayze of professional wrestling, Pepper Parks, versus Ooh, nice. um, the Dana Kana, former ECW superstar, Danny Doring. Versus former mm-hmm. WWE ECW superstar, the extremely cute wrestler Colin Delaney. And our That's event. right. He's my boy. And a four quarters heavyweight title match. And then you have also uh, the team of Triple X and Hellcat defending, uh, not defending, sorry. They are in a open challenge match. A, uh, our owner, Chip Stetson, has uh, said he has a surprise tag team that they will be wrestling um, that night. So they are mm-hmm. scheduled to be in a match um, that I really can't talk about because uh, for for reasons in New York State. Um, but each match, let's just say, has a little bit of a gimmick to it. Um, for people who watch Chikara and Ring of Honor, you will also see uh, the big rig, Brody Lee. Oh, I'm a big part- fan of the big rig. And his partner, uh, Cloudy. Was- there you... oh, what? Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was and just going to say, uh, I saw uh, Big Greg Brody Lee uh, wrestle uh, back when, uh, was it, Pier 6 Wrestling came to town in uh, Hamlin. Yeah. And uh, Big Greg was actually, I believe, like a, in the second to last uh, main event there. And he was by far, he he is big. And I, I did become a fan of Big Greg Brody Lee without a doubt. Yeah. My, uh, my younger brother and I... Uh, he, we had our last tag match together against uh, Big Rig and his partner. Uh, he teams with Cloudy, um, who uh, goes by the uh, little uh, name of uh, Little Rig, Cloudy. <laughs> so you have uh, Big Rig, Brody Lee, and Cloudy versus uh, the team of the Caribbean Connection, uh, Coconut Jones and Maximo Suave, in a uh, number one contender's uh, contract on a pole match. Oh, explain that one if you can. 
honestly, I believe basically in a nutshell, there's going to be a clipboard with a contract on a pull. <laughs> in a nutshell. Okay, that's uh, pretty straightforward right there. Yeah, your basic uh, your basic pole match, uh, something that will be tied right to the uh, contract, will be tied to the pole, and uh, it'll be there for for whoever's taken, whoever uh, can get to the contract first. Um, nice. I'm trying to think. What else? Uh, well, are you in a match at all? Um, I'm announced to wrestle. Uh, I can't talk about my match at all. Oh <laughs> man. So, unfortunately. Um, hey, it's all right. Also, it's all right. Uh, who else? Uh, our No Limits champion, Spaz, will be wrestling uh, Mo Manta, oh, who, is a, who is a former No Limits champion. I'm a big um, fan of Spaz, too. Man, yep. this is a pop-up card. Holy hell. Yep, and then, um, whatchamacallit, uh, our next show after that is our uh, Continuing the Tradition card, and we actually already have uh, several ECW originals already signed for that card. Um, that show is scheduled to have War Games on it, which is, for anyone that watched WCW, it's basically your five-on-five teams um, in a cage, uh, in elimination. Uh, it's been announced what teams will be uh, wrestling in that. Um, the date hasn't been announced yet either, but that will be also here in Rochester at uh, the All-Star Sports Arena. The venue's been announced, just the date hasn't been announced, um, basically. And then you have uh, the ECW originals that are that are going to be about that that are signed already for continued tradition in 2010. Uh, we have da- uh, Colin Delaney, obviously, will be there again. Uh, Nunzio, Julio De Niro, and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, I I I am now make. Okay, you have to promote this one more time. When is it again? Uh, that'll be the June show that we're having is, uh, called, okay. Conti- yeah, I believe it's in June, uh, it's called Continuing the Tradition, and we, uh, will be have it'll be June 26th, actually, here's the date, right here, uh, June 20- June 26th, 2010, at the All-Star Sports Arena, um, it's our second biggest show of the year, our biggest show is obviously our anniversary show, which is April 3rd, but this is our second biggest show of the year, it is, uh, you'll have... Um, we're working on getting a few more. We're making it all ECW shows, basically, what is going on. Uh, you have Colin Delaney, Nunzio, Julio De Niro, Danny Doring will be there, as well as Tommy Dreamer. <clears throat> so that's our second biggest show of the year. Obviously, our biggest show is going to be our anniversary show. So, uh, But for anyone that, that lives in the 585 area code or anywhere near Rochester or, or, or Syracuse or Buffalo or anywhere – that they can come to the show. I, I recommend you come out to the April 3rd show. The April 3rd show will be uh, at the German House on Gregory Street. Uh, the show starts at, uh, doors open at, I think, at 5.30. And uh, the show is going to be awesome. Be, uh, I hope there's going to be a lot of sauerkraut over at that German House. <laughs> the, we actually, uh, the German House is a fun place to work. <clears throat> People uh, have a great time and enjoy their drinks and, uh, Crowd participation is always at an all-time high. Oh, I, so. a whole bunch of Germans running around the place, of course. <laughs> <laughs> me so, being but, like uh, a, me being a fifty percent German, I mean, 
Of course. I, I, I am going to be going to both those shows. I am marking that down right now that I will be at the April 3rd show and at the June 26th show. I cannot awesome. miss these two shows. These shows will be awesome. Uh, I don't know if there's uh, any more other type of um, gimmick matches, so to say, um, for for our uh, April show. But so the card is, is pretty pretty packed. Uh, it's a good show. I mean, we're not bringing in tons of names for that show, but for the show after that, we we do have a lot of names. And to be honest with you, our promotion, we you know, we have Danny Doring almost just about every single show. Colin Delaney is almost on every one of our shows. And we still draw top-notch and not have to really bring in too many huge names at all. Uh, the wrestling alone, you talk to the fans that come to our shows, they'll tell you that you're getting almost a WWE caliber show. You know, I, I have friends that have come to my, you know, come to the shows and they've, they've been skeptics because it's an independent show. And they've returned every single show after that. <laughs> oh. So that's all we so, can ask for. Exactly. You know, for for us, I mean, we've had guys, we've had AJ Styles on our show, we've had Ted DiBiase's on Ted DiBiase on our show. Uh, for people who know indie guys, you know, you we've had Colt Cabana, Chad Collier, M Dog Twenty, Josh Prohibition, um, you know, TNA guys, Bobby Roode. I wrestled Bobby Roode about five years ago. He's a great guy to work with. Uh, Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal. There's been just, you name it, we've probably had worked with them at some point. So, Very nice. Definitely so, Evan, I got I to gotta ask you real quick. Yes. Uh, would you be willing to shoot us a quick little promo for the Atomic Drop Show right here and right now? Yeah, what do you need? Just basically oh. listen to the just Atomic Drop Show? Sh- yeah. Yeah. Basically, just yeah. Fifteen second promo. You got the whole entire stage to yourself. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. This is Evan McLeod from NWA New York. You're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Is that good? Perfect. Yeah, it's right. perfect. All right, brother. All right, buddy. Well, give me a call. All right, and uh, I'll hook you up with some tickets. All right. All right. You got it, buddy. All right, I will talk to you later, all right? All right, good night, guys. See you, brother. Yep, later. How's it going? Ladies and gentlemen, the ever-famous, the original Evan Cloud. He was there before Evan Bourne was even born, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, to promote his show, he has a show on April 3rd at the German House. And next is June 26th. Uh, the show is called Continuing the Tradition at the All-Star All Sports Arena. So make sure you see that if you are in the upstate area. I will be planning on going to those two shows because I've got to promote my boy. I've got to see my boy. And he is a very good friend of mine, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I'm sorry to uh, cut you off uh, there, uh, Todd, but uh, we were talking about uh, the squash match of uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I uh, like I said, I don't get to watch SmackDown, unfortunately. You know, it's like most people, you know, it's like they're either a Raw guy or a SmackDown guy, and uh, I've always been a Raw guy. And uh, like I said, I don't get to watch SmackDown, but I believe if uh, if they squash your McIntyre, as well as they said uh, that they did, I don't think that it's uh, it's worth having 
have Drew McIntyre win the Money in the Bank because I think it takes something away from the cha- well from the winner of uh, Money in the Bank. What's your thoughts on that? Agreed, agreed. So I just want to go out there one more time. Our phone lines are reopened again. Our number is 646-915-9116. Once again, you can call us at area code 646-915-9116. So, Mr. Orndorff, I have to ask you, what are your thoughts on the current uh, brand of uh, TNA and what they're producing as of right now that you had seen about two weeks ago? Uh, from what I see, I think it's ridiculous what they're doing with Sting. Um, you know, it's really, like I said, it's really hard for me to watch the older guys, you know, that are that are still around, especially when they can't can't um, can't put together the type of matches that they used to, you know, because you know it's ridiculous the way the pro wrestling fans fans memories work, you know, like uh, you know I remember seeing the bleach blonde hair, you know, the flat top, you know, coming out and woo and all this other stuff. And Woo! you know, and then he came. <laughs> and then he came out. You know, um, later in the nineties. You know, like kind of like the crow character or whatever. But you know, he's still pulling that off. But he's not able to do what he used to. And you know, that's hurtful to me because I remember this thing. You know, from from like in the nineties. And I think Sting should hang it up, Flair. You know, I think it's I think it's great what TNA is doing, putting Flair with AJ Styles because you know Flair experience. You know, you can't teach experience. Flair, uh, Flair would be a good fit with AJ Styles being heel. Uh, Hogan, um, Hogan, I don't know. I read something about Hogan here not too long ago. I don't know if it's, if it's true or not, but he's supposed to make a uh, a heel turn. It's supposed to be pretty heavy. Oh really? But, I have not heard about that. Yeah, I uh, I got some inside info, and I heard that that uh, Hogan will be making a pretty heavy heel turn. Uh, maybe not now, or, but I believe in the near future. That's when it's supposed to happen. So uh, just uh, a little spoiler for you pro wrestling fans. Well, if we want to go on the future spoilers, uh, next year, as everyone already knows, WrestleMania is going to be held down in uh, Georgia. I believe it's hot Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, the rumors going around that I heard from my good buddy, Evan Cloudborn, which is going to be his new nickname, is that uh, it's going to be a lot of WCW inductees into the Hall of Fame if they are going to be going that route, since they are going to be down in Georgia. Yeah, that's I one mean, thing I heard also. I heard that too. I mean, uh, Everyone knows that Sting is very unhappy out in TNA right now with the direction and with Hogan coming in and taking over a majority of everything. And uh, it would be, uh, I mean, Sting does not have to wrestle. He doesn't have to do anything. He can do like what Bret Hart did about two years or three years ago, just come in, accept his Hall of Fame induction, and just leave. I mean, you don't even need a stinger splash, don't even a scorpion deathlock. He just needs to come in, accept, give a speech, and the whole place will probably go epic bananas, without a doubt. Absolutely. Now, here, a quick question for you. Say that they yes. do that, right? Um, when, uh, say, the 2011 Hall of Fame induction is, uh, is mostly intended for, uh, for WCW wrestlers, who would you have last, Stinger Goldberg? Sting first. Sting has a more of a uh, Sting has been more around of a history. Longer. 
more of a history. He is more marketable. Granted, Goldberg is still pretty epic, but Sting, more wrestling fans known Sting longer than they have known Goldberg. Granted, Goldberg's undefeated streak is like the Undertaker undefeated streak at WrestleMania, but Sting, like I said, has been around for ages and ages, and he deserves to get in way before uh, Bill Goldberg does. Granted, Bill Goldberg did pay the dues, but more people would like to see Sting in before uh, Bill Goldberg. Yeah, I think, you know, if I had to do that, Sting would go. Oh, here we go. If if they did that, let's say uh, my picks right now would probably be Sting. It would be Goldberg. I think that that this Ron Simmons should go in, first African-American heavyweight champion. And uh, there's already – there's yeah, and there's already talks of Ron Simmons. Um, there was talks about him going in this year, but possibly because of the the WCW thing, they're holding off one more year. So Ron Simmons, without a doubt, Vader, um, Sting, Goldberg, and uh, probably Lex Luger. To be honest with you, I don't think he deserves it, but uh, I think Lex Luger would be one as well. Yeah, I would have well. Lex Luger did get his start better in WWF before he came over to WCW. But Say that one more time. Uh, Lex Luger came to the WWF before he went to WCW. Not necessarily. How so? He he started out in, in the NWA and it's actually wrestled there um, throughout the very early 90s before he made a switch uh, in uh, – in 1993. True, true, true. All right, I'll grant you, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But uh, I actually, you know what I forgot to do in the start of the show? I actually forgot to promote one of our sponsors. I forgot to promote the, our good uh, sponsors and friends over at SteelCageRadio.com, where you can get uh, by far the most uh, indie-rific, uh, wrestling news out in uh, California. They are by uh, I can't really speak right now. They <laughs> they are by far the most knowledgeable people out there for Ring of Honor news, uh, FCW, uh, WWE, and TNA. But they are by far the most experienced at uh, all indie shows out there in California. So if you're listening out in the California California uh, area, please. Please, please go to steelcageradio.com and tell them that the Atomic Drop voice, Kyle and Justin, sends our love out to them. They're a bunch of good, good people out there. If I've never been on that website, I'm actually going to get on it here after the show. Because, uh, you know, I, I read a lot about Ring of Honor and stuff. I know a few things about them and some of the wrestlers, but not very much. But, heck, now that you told me that, you know, I'll definitely be tuning in to SteelCageRadio.com. I've listened to their show, and they give you uh, actually very good in-depth wrestling analysis. That I, I just tuned in about a few weeks ago and listened to their first podcast when they uh, were uh, bringing out Bill Goldberg for one of their uh, indie shows, and it was I was just amazed at the wealth of knowledge that they had and how much time and effort they put out for all of their wrestling shows. So, again, SteelCageRadio.com. Tell them that the Atomic Drop Boys send them all all their love. All right. 
We have one hour and 12 minutes left. Phone lines are still wide open. Number is 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is 646-915-9116. Feel free to call in, tell us what you're feeling, tell us your WrestleMania predictions, anything about WrestleMania, TNA, hell, even football if you want to go football. Or baseball. Baseball season's right around the corner. <laughs> yes, it is, baby. New York Yankees taking it again. Just had oh. to throw in a little oh. cheap pop from my Bronx Bombers. This is coming from a boy who's all the way out in or, uh, with it, the middle of uh, Pittsburgh. Central PA. I don't care. I can't root for the Pirates, and I hate the Phillies. I'm a Yankee, darn it. Damn, I'm, I'm more of a Tiger fan right there. I'm sorry to hear that. I ain't sorry to hear that. Hey, we became so damn close in getting to that World Series, except for Minnesota coming in and uh, just whooping our ass. <laughs> and we yeah, put up so a good what, fight, though, in the very end. That you did. I will grant you that. That you did. Uh, I heard something pretty exciting here about the WrestleMania. Um, <clears throat> I am a uh, huge fan of Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, who actually has a book. If you guys never read Bobby Heenan's book, please go get it. It's phenomenal. It's a tremendous read. You'll laugh hysterically for hours, I promise you. And uh, the one thing I heard about him is pretty cool is that he will be attending WrestleMania. I don't know if he will be uh, be a part of the show. Probably not, but he'll be in attendance. And, you know, that makes me very happy because I'm a huge, huge fan of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, everyone's a fan of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Actually, I want to try to go out and get uh... – uh, with the uh, best wrestling managers uh, out on DVD. I mean, I've been meaning to get that. It's just that whenever I find it, I either A, have no money to purchase it, or I just can never find it. I mean, because I, I believe that Bobby Heenan is probably one of the best. Uh, uh, we actually uh, discussed this out on your show. Uh, we do discuss this on my show probably one of the best uh, wrestling managers out there. I mean, he is by far, without a doubt, the brain of professional wrestling right next to uh, uh, good old JR. Speaking of good old JR, I'm pretty disappointed that Jim Ross, I don't know if, if you heard this or not, or if any of you pro wrestling fans have heard this or not, but JR will not be doing any announcing at WrestleMania, and that saddens me very, very much. I I beg to differ. I mean, They've been known to swerve everyone like that, just uh, pull the wool everyone's, over everyone's eyes. I was thinking about that, and I said, you need to have Jim Ross call the Bret Hart-Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania. I mean, it will just sound right. It will sound like it was 13 years ago or 12 years ago or how many, however long ago it was. It will sound just like it did back then with the King and Jim Ross calling it back-to-back. It will be... It would just be like a big old throwback to Montreal, in my opinion. Yeah, those guys, you know, Jim Ross and Jerry Law, they're like the Bert and Ernie of, like, WWE announcers, you know. It's like, it's like first there was uh, there was the Gorilla Monsoon and Jess Ventura, then Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, and then you had Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and those guys were just as good as Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, and I think it's a shame with, like, what's going on with uh, – First, you know, Jim Ross got over to SmackDown and then him not even being around anymore. It's a tragedy. But I think that would be great for the Brett and Vince match, you know, because like you said, taking the whole way back to 97, that's what this whole thing's about between those guys. 
You know, just if they're going to bring the angle back, bring the announcers back, because nobody can call a game as well as Jim Ross. Agreed, agreed. I mean, uh, Jim Ross is our generation's uh, Gordon Soley, and he tries to channel Gordon Soley whenever he tries to, uh, or whenever he does go out to the ring. Hopefully, he will make a return. I'm praying, cross my fingers that he will uh, at least call at least one match or make an appearance or something just so the whole entire WWE universe and everyone around the world knows that he is doing all right besides just talking behind his uh, blog right there. Yeah, that's where I read it on his blog of jaronsbarbecue.com. If you guys have ever been there, it's a pretty cool site. He writes like every day on you know, pro wrestling and, and like other sports as well, you know, baseball, football, everything like that. He's a – he's uh He's one of the biggest sports fans that are walking the face of the earth, to be honest with you. And like I said, he writes every day, and unfortunately, that's where I that's where I read that he won't have any part in WrestleMania this year. Well, you know, Jim Ross has been known to, uh, you know, pull the wool over everyone's eyes every once in a while, too, just to throw everyone a curveball and. I'm hoping this is like one of those uh, legendary curveballs because when he came back after his uh, last Ball to Bells policy to call out, which whatever match that was, I wish uh, Kyle was here because he would probably just school it on me right now. But uh, he did come back to call that match, and it was probably one of the best matches he's called despite that uh, disability he had. I mean, you cannot have a WrestleMania without Jim Ross. It's, It's like bread without butter. It doesn't go together. Uh, I'm sorry. Michael Cole, for me, just does not cut it. He doesn't cut it at all. Another thing that I want to bring up real quick about WrestleMania is also that it has to go along with the Bret Hart and Vince McMahon match. Bret Hart will not be wearing the pink and black. That annoys me because I was a fan of the pink and black attack. I had the sunglasses growing up as a kid. But if you've noticed lately, he's a little bit out of shape, and I don't think the spandex would look too well. Well, if you notice, every uh, wrestling match Vince McMahon has ever had, it's always been like a street fight. I mean, Vince is not the most technical wrestler on the roster by any means, but he can put up a good fight, and he can get his ass whooped the best that he can. I mean, look at Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon back at WrestleMania 23. I mean, he got his ass whooped and made it look like it was just pure gold. I mean, that's what Vince McMahon does. He just sits there and just takes a meeting, just like the rest of the boys. Yeah, he does. It's just, you know, like, I want to, whenever Bret Hart had his injury from Goldberg back in 2000, it really sucked because I was, you know, I was the biggest Bret Hart fan. The biggest Bret Hart fan. And, like, I didn't want him to go. Unfortunately, he had to, health reasons everybody knows. But, uh, and there's not like, him not wearing the pink and black just, uh, it doesn't do it for me, but I'm very excited for this match. Like I said, biggest Bret Hart fan of all time, and uh, I'm pretty excited. What's your thoughts on the match? How do you think it's going to go? Well, uh, Jim Ross has reported in his blog that something might happen in that match. I don't know what might happen. I mean, uh, I don't know if we might get a revival of a screw job, but probably chances are, knowing uh, Mr. McMahon, the character, that he will try to... Uh, do something just like that, but uh, it's hard to say right now. I mean, we all know that uh, Bret Hart will win. I mean, it's why it's why a majority of the people will be buying the pay per view, and that's pretty much what is like the big 
well, I would dare say second main event in uh, WrestleMania, right? Because I believe the, the main event of WrestleMania should be Shawn Michaels, Taker, Bret Hart, Vince, uh, then it should be uh, Cena, and uh, Cena, Batista, and then uh, Edge, and Jericho. I mean, that's how it should go down, but I highly doubt that. But who knows what's going to yep. happen? I mean, you may actually have a Shawn Michaels run in and try to screw over Brett and have them become, uh, or excuse me, have Shawn Michaels run in and screw over Vince just to undo the rights. But I, who knows what's going to happen? That's the thing. Anything can happen in the WWE. We heard it for years, you know? True. I mean, the, the best scenario I can see is that uh, I can see, like, uh, Shawn Michaels running down to the ring after uh, – I know, actually, let me take that back. I can see uh, Vince McMahon interfering, interfering in the Shawn Michaels uh, – Undertaker match, costing Sean the opportunity to beat the Undertaker, and then what's going to happen is uh, Bret Hart and uh, Vince McMahon, John Michaels will run out and cost Vince the match, and that's putting an uh, end to the ever-famous Montreal Screwjob. So I think there would be a lot of sizzle taken away if anything happened in the uh, in the Bret Hart Vince McMahon match because Bret wanted this for so long, and I think if if anybody helped him, it would, it would take away from like what all this stands for. Agreed. So you never know what's going to happen, man. That's why this is so exciting. Everybody, Sunday, purchase it. Go somewhere and watch it. Go to a buddy's house who's stealing pay-per-views and watch it. Go wherever you got to go to watch it. It's going to be phenomenal, I promise. That's right. It's actually a four hours of wrestling this Sunday at 7 p.m., Eastern Saturn time, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, four hours of nonstop professional wrestling action live only on pay-per-view. And speaking of that, speaking of WrestleMania, me and Kyle will be hosting the second annual WrestleMania Hangover Party. What we do is right after WrestleMania, we get right back on here. We're going right back to Blog Talk Radio, and we are going to be discussing everything that happened at WrestleMania. So this Sunday, immediately right after WrestleMania, log on to Blog Talk Radio, and we will break down every single thing that happened on that show. Call in with your rants, your reviews, your praise, your disgrace, because this show is, is probably one of our biggest shows of the whole entire year. Yeah, this is going to be phenomenal, man. It's, like I said, I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. And actually, one of the things that I'm, I, every year I look at the WWE Hall of Fame like it's like, like a World Series. I get so pumped for that freaking thing. And, uh, you know, how, how cool is it for us fans where the night before we get to Hall of Fame and then the next night they stick us with freaking WrestleMania? I mean, anybody who's not a fair wrestling fan, you're missing out, I'm telling you. You know, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Listen, I, went, I attended a pro-wrestling school. So much of that is not fake. It's ridiculous. It hurts like crazy. I, I, I attended it during baseball season. I'm a baseball player. For two weeks, for pretty much two weeks, I was in, unable to move my neck to the left. It was ridiculous. This stuff is legit. Go out and watch it. Have a good time. Enjoy it. Hang out with your friends. Have a beer, too, if you're old enough. 
and uh, just have a good time. This is, this is WrestleMania, baby. That's right. And we have a caller from the 585 area code. I believe this is none other than the legendary co-host. No, it's not Kyle Cruz. It is the legendary Jay Gorgeous. Jay, welcome to the Atomic Drop Show. Finally, Jay Gorgeous is back on the Atomic Drop Show. Jay Gorgeous chiming in here. Jay Gorgeous, it's good to have you back on the Atomic Drop Show. Um, it's good to be back. I know I haven't been on the show in about three, maybe even four weeks. Figured I'd chime in, talk to you guys a little bit about, I heard you guys were talking about some WCW stuff, and I'm a big WCW guy. Um, as far as Hall of Fame goes, with WCW wrestlers from the past, Obviously, Sting is at the top of that list. And if, if um, you know, I had to pick a few more guys, you, you know, you obviously go with Bobby Eaton, guys like uh, Barry Windham, you know, and... Uh, um, Arn Anderson. You know. What about Arn Anderson? I'm a huge Arn Anderson, Anderson fan. Throw Arn Anderson in there. Slow down. Isn't Arn Anderson already in the uh, Hall of Fame? No, he's I not. Don't, I don't believe he is. Well, let me get well, here. You know, Arn, Arn's definitely in there. I mean, you could definitely throw him in, in the mix. Um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna throw in Arn Anderson, throw in the whole freaking Horseman. Throw the Horseman. Throw in the original Horseman. NWA still same freaking thing. Throw in the original Horseman. Either, then you just need J.J. Dillon and uh, who's the other guy there? Um, Tully Blanchard. Yeah, Tully Blanchard. Um, you can throw Ole Anderson in there. Who cares? I love the Horsemen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Paul Orndorff's in... Um, I know he did a lot of NWA stuff, but, I mean, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame. He would want to... Yeah, he went in, in, in two, He went in in 2005. Oh. Um, even, I mean, not for nothing, but even, you know, a lot of kids know him as William Regal. He did a lot of stuff for WCW uh, back in the day, Stephen Regal. Um, so, but I mean, I grew up watching WCW. Um, as much as I like WWF, I like WCW just as much. One of my favorite moments with Sting was the 1995 uh, U.S. title tournament that they had that um, ended up being Sting versus Ming in the finals. Well, actually, it was actually supposed to be the quarter or the semifinals, but because Slayer Savage was a no contest, Sting versus Ming ended up being the finals. So, uh, and then there's, you know, obviously four years before that, Sting versus Austin in the U.S. title tournament. That, yeah, that was a good one. I remember that. So, I mean, I just, I've always been a big, um, I always liked Bobby Eaton. I know he wasn't, you know, Nothing special, but I always thought he was a good wrestler. Um, as far as my picks for WrestleMania 26, you guys don't mind if I run down the list here, no, do you? No, go right ahead. Go ahead, go buddy. Right ahead. Go ahead. You are, you, I mean, are the, you are a co-host on the show, so please, the floor is yours. I think, you know, it's obvious to sit here and say that Edge is going to win. It, it, it almost kind of... 
it's kind of almost obvious that he's going to win. You know, he comes back, big surprise, Royal Rumble wins. He conveniently picks the guy that he was a tag team champ with and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We know the history over the past year. You know, it just, as much as I want to say I want Jericho to win, I know Edge is going to win, so I'll just go with Edge on that. Um, I'm going to say Taker Michaels to last. Um, CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio. The writing is on the wall for this match to be basically Savage versus Steamboat Part 2. This could really? be the That's new Savage right versus there. Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. I mean, you you basically have, I mean, Ray Ray is a shell of his former self from his WCW days, and that's unfortunate because a lot of kids think that he's amazing. Well, geez, you should have watched him back in, like, 1995, 90, you know, 8, 96. Uh, he, he was just incredible. And then CM Punk, you know, he's just, you know, he's rising every, every year. I, I love CM Punk, he's getting nothing but better and better. But like I said, I think this is going to be the likes of another Savage vs. Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. And I'd like to say that I think CM Punk's going to win that. Um, Randy Orton vs. Cody and Ted. I think there's going to be a swerve in here where Cody ends up being on the side of Orton and they turn on Ted. Something like that. And I think Orton will win. Uh, Triple H versus Sheamus. It's obvious Sheamus is going to win. I don't know what you guys think. What's your take on that? Uh, I I I would have to say I'm going to have to go with. I want to see Hunter win. I mean, I know not because it's just Hunter winning. It's just that I Sheamus is due, but I don't think he's due for a push by Hunter. Or to get over by Hunter that quickly at such a star. Well, he already stage. was. He already was over by getting the title. But well, that's the same true. Year. But he wasn't. But if you notice, why in the hell would you have your world champion be the first match out on Raw? Normally, the champion's supposed to be dead last on Raw, not the first match out. How many times have you seen John Cena come out with the title? A few times. A few times he did wrestle Matt Curtain Jerkers against like Jack Swagger. I think uh, back in January when he was the champ. Came out that exactly. one night and, and wrestled. Uh, that one night, that one night. But he was. Right, well, regardless of where they're booked in the show, I think that Sheamus is going to win this match because of this. This is the first time, and I think uh, I think it's eight years that Triple H hasn't been like involved in like a main event, like a well, a main event or championship match, um, and. I honestly think, because obviously Sheamus and Triple H are good friends behind the scenes, I think Sheamus is going to get a rub from Triple H, and Triple H isn't going to just bury him. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see what happens Sunday. So I think Sheamus is going to win. Show Miz, look for them to retain. I'm, uh, I'm picking them, too. Okay. Uh, obviously, Brett's going to win. But you never know. Vince might win that, and you know, send Brett on his way out. But obviously Brett's going to win. Uh, we've seen too many storylines played out for it to not end this way. Um, Money in the Bank this year, I couldn't be happier with the, the turnout of the guys in this, except for three guys that I don't think should have been in it, being 
Matt Hardy, um, and uh, Kane, and um, well, maybe just Matt Hardy and Kane. I don't think should have been in it. I think they should have had somebody like. Um, I mean, geez, who else is on the roster? Could have had. Um, you know what? Maybe that's all they could have went with. I think that's all they could have went with right now. <laughs> Um, but I, obviously, I think uh, an up-and-coming riser should win it. Obviously, you got guys like Kofi, Drew McIntyre won't win it, Evan Bourne won't win it, Matt Hardy won't win it, MVP, eh, maybe. You got guys think... like Kofi, Kofi and MVP, Jack Swagger, and I'm going to call it right now, Jack Swagger will win the Money in the Bank. Good man. Jack Swagger was my pick for the... Uh for the money in the bank as well. So, nice job, man. Jack Jack is, uh, he needs a program. And um, that, that'll be the best thing to elevate him and, you know, give him something to uh, talk about when he's on the mic. They don't have anything for him. And, and if not Jack Swagger, I think um, Kofi will win it. Um, Batista, John Cena, obviously the writing's on the wall. John Cena's going to win. Um, and then we got Taker versus Michaels, the hardest freaking match to pick. Um, no, the reason it's the hardest is because everyone kind of figured Taker would win last year, but the fact that Sean is who he is made you think, you know, he might win it. But now it's even more so this year with the fact that his career is on the line. WWE is synonymous for having career-ending matches, and when really that's hardly the case. And we've seen that with guys like Savage um, in the past, losing career-ending matches and then coming back. So I think, I think actually, I think Taker's going to win it again. All right. I think those are all very, very, pretty much all accurate predictions, which I would probably pick too. I'm pretty sure that Kyle would love to sit here and argue with you if he was on the other line right now. But as far as what? Had, what match? Oh, I don't know, but he's Kyle. You know Kyle would pick a bone with you no matter what it was. Yeah, and hey, I watched TNA last night, and I, I, I will say this. Since you know they started being every Monday, I do watch. I do watch. It, it was the fact that it was on Thursdays that I didn't watch. You know, I don't got time um, during the week. You know, yeah, yeah, Mondays during the week, but you know, Mondays have been synonymous for wrestling for 20 years now, almost. So, um, I will have to say that. You know, I'm impressed with a few things that TNA is doing. A lot of things also, though, they remind me of WCW. And it is, it's still boring. And um, I liked the match last night with uh, Tomko versus uh, the one dude from the British Invasion. That was a good match. But uh, other than that, I don't know. All so, right. Well, Jay, it's been good talking to you, and hopefully you're going to call in for the WrestleMania Hangover show right after well, WrestleMania. I, I'm, I'm actually not going to be able to see WrestleMania live when it happens because I'm going to be in what? Boston. I'm leaving to go what? to Boston uh, tomorrow. And, oh, man. Um, 
Well, what's going to happen is this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to record Monday Night Raw, and I'm going to watch it Monday when I er, I'm going to record Raw, and then Monday night I'm going to order the WrestleMania Encore, and then after I get done watching that, I'm going to watch Raw. So when Very I get good. back Monday, I'm going to just order the Encore. If it's even you're available, be, uh, I think it's, it's only like, available on Tuesday. You're, you got like you're going to have like a six hour wrestling like drool fest, man. It's yeah, well, like you know, spoon feeding you your food from now on. See, I I can't possibly watch Raw, you know, without watching Mania because then I'd find out and it it would really exactly. honestly take, it it would it take away it. from. Yeah, I'd kill it. So, all right, Kyle or Justin, um, I'll see you later. Have a good week and um, talk to you soon. Have a safe trip there, buddy. All right. See you, man. See you. The legendary Jay Gorgeous. And next, I believe we have Superfan Dakaris back on the line, who I promised that we would get back to. Dakaris, are you there? Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry about that, man, but, you know, Jay Gorgeous, i got to show as much love as I can. He is kind of sort of my neighbor right there. Hmm. But, yeah, I'm I'm sorry that we uh, cut you off earlier, but now the floor is yours. I mean, it's uh, WrestleMania time, and it, you can discuss whatever you like to right now, buddy. Oh, okay. Oh, first of all, let me get my rundown for WrestleMania. Like you said, um... With the unified tag team title match, I, I pretty much who should win, um, like more more our truth should win, but who but who will win is obvious. Shawn Miz will retain. Um, next, Money in the Bank. Like I said earlier in the show, I really want Kofi Kingston to win this. I really do. And if he doesn't, I have Christian MVP as backups. So so I'm really pushing for Kofi to win Money in the Bank. Next. Um, the Orton DBIC and Rhodes. I'm actually looking forward to this one because I'm I'm a huge DBIC and Rhodes fan. Uh, there you go. I, huh? Because I'm a big DBIC fan. I was just uh, <laughs> I was just agreeing with you. Sorry to interrupt, guys. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because yeah, since my dad's a um a million dollar man fan, so and he likes his son too, which is surprising. But I'm like I'm happy and. And he's a Cody Rhodes fan too, because um, I remember my dad telling me that um, that he used to watch Co- um, Cody Rhodes in his amateur days here in my home state of Georgia, and he went to Lassender High School and and, and stuff, and um, that he used to see him. I know, and he, it was during his days when he used to be a security guard for Wheeler High School, and I was like, no way, Dad. I was like, man, I had no idea you watched Cody in his amateur days. I had no idea. So, um, right. so, huh? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, Dakaris. Oh, okay, all right. And who should, who, who I should win, I want Ted DiBiase to win. And who will win, it's obvious Randy Orton will win. Okay, um, next, um, with, uh, Bret Hart and Vince. Oh, man, I've, I've waited 12, 13 years for this, like everybody We've all else. Cause, for this one, Dakaris. This one, this one has been a long time coming because everyone remembers right where we were when the Montreal Screwjob did mm-hmm. happen. Uh huh. And I was, yep. And I, I mean, 
like a couple weeks ago, I, I was watching like the like the the first documentary ever of Bret Hart wrestling in the shadows, and I used to watch it a lot too back in the day too, back when it was on A and E and stuff. Well, and, and it pretty much summed up Bret Hart's career at the time. But now that he's back, and he can finally put that Montreal screw job to rest, he can finally put it behind him. So I'm I'm actually happy now to know holds bar mess because at first everyone was kind of worried because. You know now that Bret Hart can't move as quick as he used to, but but I but I've given benefit of the doubt because you know like he said he had a stroke eight years ago, so I'm like I'm so and yeah so who I said who should win and will win will obviously be Bret Hart. All right, oh next with is Triple H and Sheamus, uh, Celtic who, Warrior. Yeah, the Celtic Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, happy uh, belated St. Patrick's Day to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, oh, it's who, sh- joke. oh, it's it. Oh, who should who should win um that match? I want Triple H should win, but I think who win win. I think Seamus may pull an upset. That that might happen because. He's been, yeah, shocking a lot of people. You know I'm not a fan of Shane's, but he's been, he dominated my guy Cena. He dominated Orton. I think Triple H may be next. So, so I'm like, so I think that might happen. I, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Okay, um, the next match uh, with, oh, with John Cena, my guy, against Batista for the WWE title. Um, Man, I, I just can't believe that, uh, yeah, Batista's been dominating Cena for weeks uh, up, up until last. Till last night, of course, and um, and um, so it's just like he's putting Cena in a state of doubt, which is um unheard of since Cena never doubts himself ever until Batista comes in and stuff. So, who should win? Will win? Will be my boy, of course, John Cena, who'll probably retain it. Yeah. So, and the next match, oh, Jericho and Edge. Oh man, I, I'm actually looking forward to this match because. Since we all like like Jay Gorgeous said earlier in the show, like it's all, it's obvious that we know about the history between Edge and Jericho, like they were tag team champs and all that good stuff, and so it's obvious that sh- who should and will win will be Edge, and he'll be your new world champion. And uh, with uh, on the next match with oh with HBK and Michaels, I'm mean, oh, oh, sorry, like I mean Michael, I mean Michaels and Taker all. Oh, Yes, the rematch we've all been waiting to see. Oh, I, 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 I can't wait for. I mean, I really, I'm gonna try to get into WrestleMania this Sunday so I can watch this match since I didn't get to see it last year with the 25. I could have, but I, I didn't. So I'm gonna try and watch this rematch so I, I can be, so I can be right there seeing all these great moments and stuff. And who, who should win? Oh man, um. Man, as much as I like HBK and Taker together next to each other, it's 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 obvious that Taker is gonna keep his streak alive. So so I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with Taker on this one. But you never know, cause I mean it's like it could go either way between Michaels and Taker. All right. Well, Dakaris, I gotta ask you something, and I I ask you this because I have a feeling that uh, Kyle would ask you this too. We both know that you are a fan of the ladies, and uh, we're wondering uh, what's your thought on not having a single divas match at WrestleMania this year. Mm, um, 
I'm actually surprised because I'm like, I thought they would have at least, uh, like, one, like, I, I mean, I'm thinking they would have, like, a women's title match at least because I'm like, I, I, since, since my girl Mickey James is out with the, the staff infection, and I was, yeah, and I was upset that they gave it back to Michelle McCullough's person. I don't like her because I think she's overrated and she's boring. I didn't even like her when she was a good diva either, so I just hate her either way, so, but... I, I kind of want. I was hoping they would put Beth Phoenix and, I mean, I mean, and McCool and Mickey if she w- wasn't injured and stuff. I was thinking they were going to do a triple threat match for the women's title because that would have been awesome. But now that Mickey's on the sidelines and stuff, so I was thinking they would just make McCool and um, Beth Phoenix for the title. So, but I'm like, it's just surprising that they're not having a diva title match of any kind, nothing. So I'm like, man, that really sucks. So I'm like, who knows? They might do something at WrestleMania, but not a match. <laughs> All right, Dakaris. Well, I hopefully you'll be tuning in to our WrestleMania hangover show immediately after WrestleMania. I hope you will call in. Oh, okay. oh I, I will, man. I will. <laughs> oh, All yeah. Right, All right, All right. We got to move along though, but I hope to talk to you next Sun or yeah this Sunday. All right, buddy. All right, all right man, I will. All right, have a good week, buddy. All right, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, super fan Dakaris is by far the most dedicated wrestling fan out there, and probably the original original member of the Atomic Drop Fan Nation. If you were, uh, I want to bring us back just a little bit here real quick, if you don't mind, to something that you brought up earlier in the show. Um, yes, sir. You brought up about the uh, Pro Wrestling Manager DVD. Yes. Now, if I recall, you're a big fan of the Hitman, correct? I, I am a fan of the Hitman, yes. I, I followed his career, much like everyone else has. Well, I don't know if you know or not. I'm sure you do. But for all of you pro wrestling fans who don't know, who are into the pro wrestling DVDs, April 6th, I believe the release date is Heart and Soul, the Heart Family Anthology. I swear to God I will be at Walmart or somewhere at midnight ready to pick that sucker up. I'll put oh, something about really? that. Yep. I hope you have a super Walmart out there. Oh, we got a bunch of them, buddy. And you bet your butt I'm going to be there. I was there at midnight for the Mr. Perfect DVD, and I will be there at midnight. I will be there at midnight ready to snatch heart and soul. I saw the uh, I saw the chapters and everything, what it talks about throughout the whole, uh, throughout the whole DVD. But I'm disappointed, very disappointed. Twelve matches, They uh, and... Throughout the whole DVD, the, the matches contain at least one of the Hart brothers, but five of the 12 matches have already been released on DVDs. Highly, highly disappointed. I would love to see more Stampede matches. There are a few, but I would love to see more Stampede matches. But uh, unfortunately, five of the 12 have already been released, and frankly, I'm pissed. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Orndorff is officially pissed off at WWE home videos. You heard You're it. on notice. Well, I have a DVD collection of like, oh my gosh, I counted it a couple of weeks ago. It's like 87 wrestling DVDs, 
And this is Holy one of the ones. I'm a fan, buddy. This is going to be one of my favorite ones ever. It's still going to be one of my favorite ones, but I'm highly disappointed because five of the 12 have already been released. Great matches, but I already have them on four other DVDs. Jesus. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have 36 minutes left. Phone lines are wide, wide, wide open. If you have not guessed our number yet, our number is 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is 646-915-9116. And I would be very, very upset if I did not gloat about this one right here, right now. I, ladies and gentlemen, you can even go back into the archives and check this. If many of you may or may not remember, I predicted when uh, the Miami Vice guys came out that I said that Vince McMahon loves 80s television. I mean, that that goes without saying. Vince McMahon still lives in the 80s. Am I correct? I would have to say you were correct. I've just found out. I gloated to this about the Kyle yesterday when we were doing our hard sell, and he was living. But none other than David Hasselhoff will be hosting Raw April 12th. Uh, I no. called it. I predicted it. I told Kyle. I said, Kyle, you watch. He's like, no, 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 that won't happen. That won't happen. You know why? Because I said so. I'm Kyle Cruz. Because they ain't going to get no one like that. And you know what? David freaking Hasselhoff is going to be on Raw, and they're doing it out in Europe. I'm praying to God it's out in Germany. So then it's going to be like total pandemonium. Is anybody else disappointed in that? Because I sure as heck am. Hell no. The original Michael Knight from Knight Rider. And for all your Knight Rider needs, make sure you tune into the Shadowy Flight podcast, available on iTunes. And we have a caller, and I think I may know who this is. Caller from the 562, you are on the air. How did I know that as soon as I call in to join this show tonight, you would be talking about David Hasselhoff? And not not only that, you would be plugging that stupid Knight Rider podcast. Why can't you spend as much time promoting our show as you do their show, man? Really, what's that about? Well, you just you – just... You just caught in, called in at the very wrong time here. I mean, like I said, I mean, David freaking Hasselhoff, April 12th, I called it. You didn't believe me. I said, you watch. Vince McMahon loves 80s television. No, he doesn't like that. He's all about hip stuff and whatnot. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You'll never see David Hasselhoff on Raw. What? Yeah. Okay, is it really that much of an accomplishment to be right? about a guy like David Hasselhoff coming on Raw. I mean, look, I I can get excited about William Shatner, all right, because he's at least entertaining. He's, he's at least somewhat relevant. What has David Hasselhoff done in the past 20 years that that has anybody caring? Not a damn uh, one thing. No, America's Got Talent and uh, Baywatch. He was, he was in the movie Dodgeball, don't forget. That's <laughs> true, too. Dodgeball, thank you. I, I, I don't like David Hasselhoff, but I'll help you out. Don't hassle the Hoff, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I think I need to, to ask in a, an official uh, an official question, has it been confirmed that, that after tonight, 
you guys have been on the air what, what, for like an hour and a half. Justin, I need to know, have I officially been replaced as co-host on the Atomic Drop Show? Uh, I... The spot, your spot is still readily available, but the ever-talented Todd Orndorff, a.k.a. Okay. sometimes known as Paul Orndorff, uh, he has We're done done. a magnificent, fantastic job filling in. But well, the spot I'm, is still yours. Well, no, I mean, all right, it's good to hear that uh, that I am safe in my spot, but I'm telling you, as soon as the show ends, I'm going to download the archives on on a blog talk radio, and I'm going to listen to the show. And if he's really that good, if he's as good as you say he is, then that means that you're out. It's going to be me and him crossing from, you know. Uh, uh, ah, shit, fuck cock. See, sorry, God, sorry there, Justin. It was nice to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's been a good job hosting for the first time ever in my story career. It only lasted an hour and a half. Only an hour and a half. But, all right. So, Kyle, we need to yes, do sir. this, you and I, right now. We have to go through our last two or three matches for WrestleMania because we weren't able to uh, finish this like we wanted to a few weeks ago. Well, I know that uh, normally on uh, the pro wrestling hour, Todd always gives, you know, uh, you know top, top ten lists, but we had our, our little top five matches up. Matches from WrestleMania, and uh, I believe we got down to number two that we didn't get to last week because you were in parts unknown, and I was uh, at the SmackDown tapings. So um, I guess I, I was uh, thinking about this a little bit earlier on, and there was a match that I totally forgot about at my number two, which just suddenly dawned on me. I, I actually have a tie. I have a tie. And okay. Ties are okay. Okay, and. One match was the classic that most old school fans, if you can consider old school to be like the 80s, um, that a lot of old school fans talk about, and that is the, the classic between uh, Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3. Um, Jay Gordon chimed in before about that match, and he claimed that uh, Punk Jericho, or excuse me, uh, Punk uh, Mysterio will be on par with Steamboat Savage. I gotta admit that will probably steal the show. That that that's probably the one match outside of the Undertaker Shawn Michaels uh, that will will probably have the best in ring work. I I would love to see what Jericho and uh and Edge do, but as far as ring work outside of Undertaker Michaels, which should be the main event by the way, um I think that, that those two will deliver a classic contest, only enhanced by this whole stipulation that uh if Rimshow loses, then he has to join. The, uh, the Shader Society. But yeah, uh, that's my one. Um, one of the uh, two for WrestleMania 3. Uh, I'm sorry, for my second. From WrestleMania 3, one of the two second greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. My other number two from WrestleMania around my neck of the woods in Anaheim. WrestleMania 12, the main event between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. That match I saw live. Um, when I saw it, I I was actually bored because I was a kid. I was like seven or eight years old, somewhere around there. And you know, I I didn't want to see two guys like wrestle, you know, for for a, the whole entire hour. 
But then about like two or three years later, I went back and I I went to my video store and I bought the old Coliseum home videotape. Smack em, whack em. Smack em, whack em, invasion of the body slammers. Uh, right. That was like, I think one was called like Cash in the USA. I don't know. Um, yeah, I went back and I watched the uh, I watched the match again, and it, I and I rewatched it after that, and, and every time I rewatch it, it gets that much better. Um, I think that for a long time, before we get to my number one, that was my favorite match of all time. Like, not just at, at WrestleMania, but just of, of all time. Um, those two guys just had enough in them to go an hour plus um, on the greatest stage room all that was, like, the most unbelievable match that, that I've, I've ever seen, including um, WCW, ECW, all of the indie fits now. Uh, it, it, that match has stood the, the, the test of time to continue, and it will continue to do that, um, along with my number one. But before I get to that, I, I want to know what's your number two. Because my number obviously, two? Obviously, your, your knowledge of pro wrestling is nothing compared to mine. But I would like to see what what little puny number two slot uh, you, you what match you you gave that high on your list? You know what I think. You know what I want to do real quick first. Oh I want to ask. Um, I want to get the talented Paul Orndorff's uh, wait, wait. top number. Todd Orndorff. Todd Orndorff, the talented. I want to get him up to our up to number two, so then we can all announce them all together at the same time. So I don't want to put you on the spot there, Todd, but can you give us your top three WrestleMania matches of all time? Top three WrestleMania matches. Got them right now. Ready? I'm ready. Oh God, here we go. All right. Number three would have to be, I would say, Anaheim, California, with Michaels and Hart. And number two, I will also have to go with a Bret Hart match. Bret Hart Stone Cold in uh, 13, I believe it was. And then I got my number one if you guys want to do it now. Wait, 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 wait. Justin, you, you have to give your number two first. Give, okay. Give your number two, then you can give your, your number one, Todd. Okay. All right. This one right here was the very first WrestleMania I ever saw. Ever. This is the one that I, as soon as I got off the bus in seventh grade, I ran up my driveway yelling, it's WrestleMania weekend, and I still do that, except I'm driving my car, driving up into my garage now. But I said my number two is Taker versus Sid for the World Heavyweight Championship. You see, this, that is was, exactly why, this is exactly why you can never take just in time seriously. Oh, oh, bite me. This was the reason why I loved wrestling. This match right here, I mean, I this is when I was a mark. This is when I was young and stupid and mark. didn't even realize that it was all fake. But just watching that match and watching it now, I mean, that match, that match is still probably one of the best caliber matches. And it's also when The Undertaker returned to the, to the purple and black. 
too. I mean, we hardly ever see that, if ever, anymore. And it was just a great throwback to when he used to wear that and how he uh, pretty much dominated the match. And Sid and Taker had a classic big guy match going back and forth and back and forth. And with Bret Hart coming down, too, just to interfere. And to see Sid powerbomb him was probably one of the best, like, best times to uh, be a wrestling fan because that's when Bret Hart was going through the crybaby stage. And I remember the whole entire uh, – uh, Chicago arena lighting up once he did when Sid power bombed him. That is my I'm number two. Pick, I'm just going to piggyback on something that you uh, that you said there. Um, for for one, the arena in Chicago that you're referring to was the Rosemont Horizon WrestleMania 13. Always get your facts straight. Number two. Number two, I know that we had Sid on the show uh, man, probably about a year ago. In, in fact, mm-hmm. I think it was like a year ago, probably within like Around this time. Okay. Um, yeah, but I always heard the story that when The Undertaker was, uh, like when he made his entrance, like I guess the entrance like scared Sid so bad that he actually like crapped his pants. I always wanted to like find out about that, but you know, I'm I'm kind of a puss bag, so I didn't really want to ask it that. But I always heard, heard that rumor, and you know, if that's true, then you know, I guess I have a little bit less respect for uh, for Sid than I did as a kid. Because believe it or not, I I actually liked you was a mark back then, even more so than I am now, and I actually liked Psycho Sid over The Undertaker at, at that particular point in time. So I was like a huge Sid fan. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you've got the fans, then there's like no respect at all left for Sid after that. For real. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our number one matches. Uh, Kyle, would you like to go first? Uh, sure, sure. My number one match, I mean, look, uh, it's unfortunate because Todd brought up a great match that I probably would give an honorable mention to, like a number six, that Stone Cold Steve Austin against Bret Hart match. Uh, that in, in the infamous double turn, that was uh, something that um, you know we had never seen before, and that really solidified Stone Cold Steve Austin as. Um, really uh, a badass. You know, he didn't submit. And, and you will forever see that image of Austin, you know, writhing in pain with blood dri- dripping down his face. Um, that is a shot that they've used over and, and over again on TV, and that's a match that I'll probably give number six. So, props to you, Todd. I'm thinking of, of a match that I didn't even think of until right this very second. So, good job. Let's not forget that match also won the match of the year. For all match of year. Real, the match, match of the year, according to who? I'm just curious. Um, I believe it was uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Oh. That was my favorite magazine growing up as a kid, by the way, man. I used to, like, pick that up at, at, at the newsstand all the time. Bill Ackerman is a good dude. Anyway, um, I suppose I'll ask the question now. 
Um, my number one match in WrestleMania history, um, it, it, I will probably admit it, it probably has something to do with the fact that it's fresh in my mind considering I watched the match, well, like two weeks ago on DVD. Um, it, it's the match that should have headlined last year's show, or at least one on last, uh, the, sh- the match that we're going to see again this Sunday night, and hopefully it's going to steal the show once again, The Undertaker against Shawn Michaels. These guys, well past their their uh, their, their prime as far as age is concerned, but they can still go out there and deliver a quality matchup. Um, did need a lot of bells and whistles like, like Triple H and Orton did. The matchup followed that. Um, the, the, these guys, two veterans, two pros, went out there, kicked ass, and uh, I hope to see more from them more of the same kind of this Sunday night. Uh, those two, no doubt, um, man, like I probably now two out of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. There is no bigger deal, no bigger match that I can imagine either one of those guys in. Those guys really just put on a clinic uh, last year and they – will probably be the same kind of this Sunday night. So that's my number one, WrestleMania 25, The Undertaker against Shawn Michaels. So, Mr. Wondorf? Uh, I'm an old school guy, as you all know. And uh, when it comes to WrestleMania matches and the excitement, pure excitement, Steamboat mm-hmm. and Savage, WrestleMania 3, no doubt about it, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, Team Ben Savage, WrestleMania 3. My number one. Uh, Want to elaborate on why? Uh, you know, like, I guess probably, you know, like back in the 80s, you know, pro wrestling, you know, everybody was, uh, like, at that time, all the marks were in the stands, you know, and, uh, you know, just, just, so the build up to that match with Georgie Animal Steel and Miss Elizabeth and everything and and uh and how good of a heel uh Randy Savage was and and in my opinion the best babyface of all time, Cricky Steamboat. Just uh the build up to the match, you know, there was no internet at the time, you know, there was no spoilers, nothing like that, and the match was just the fact the match was like 110 percent, 100 miles an hour the entire way through. You could see how physically tired they were, how drained they were, and they still still be able to put on that caliber of a match that is still talked about to this day, over 20 years later. That's my number one. All right. One thing about that too, just before you go ahead, Justin, but um, ahead. I read I read Ric Flair's book a couple of years ago. And I believe um, Ricky Steamboat told Flair that uh, Steamboat didn't think that the match was that great because Savage, um, Sa- Savage had this knack for wanting to get everything perfect, and, and he wanted to call every single spot, or you know, like days in advance. And so while that's tied from my number two, um, I I don't think that it it is there's a difference between a match where you call it in the ring and something that, that has been pre-planned over and over again in the days before a match. And I think it does show in that even though it was a great match, it was my second great of all time, I think that um, that subtle difference 
is really the difference between number one and number two. Good pick. Just don't completely agree with it. By the way, I, see, Todd, don't take offense if I, like, nitpick on all your picks. But just when you started as full-time co-host next week, I just, you know, I'm trying to prepare you for your job because I will pretty much pick on you a lot. Did I? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, my number one all-time WrestleMania match. Out of the past 25 years, excluding 26, I have to agree with my co-host, Kyle Cruz. It is by far The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. By far, that match was the most epic match I've ever seen by far in my life. I mean, that one had your highs, it had your lows, it had your ups, it had your downs, it had your zigzags. I mean, you had how many tombstones, you had how many sweet chin music, you had how many near, near falls. You had that crowd jumping up, you had that crowd sitting down, you had that crowd chanting holy shit about maybe about 80 million times. That crowd went absolutely bananas, and any time you can get an entire stadium, like WrestleMania, to give you a standing ovation, when you leave that arena or leave that ring, you have done something right. And I guarantee you, that is why I choose that one match as my number one WrestleMania choice. Justin, it's official. You are staying on the show. Todd, you're out. Yeah, well, it was fun while it lasted. I appreciated the shot. I'm staying in the minor leagues. <laughs> Back down FCW, you go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got 14 minutes remaining. We are back to full capacity with my co-host all the way out in sunny California, Kyle Cruz. We got the Pittsburgh native, Todd Orndorff, chilling down in PA, and you got yours truly, Justin Time in Rochester, New York. The phone lines are wide open. The number is 646-915-9116. Once again, that number is 646-915-9116. The lines are open. Feel free to chat to any one of us about anything wrestling-related. We are only 13 minutes away until the end of the show. And then don't forget, this Sunday, we have the ever-epic, famous, Atomic Draft Special, the WrestleMania Hangover Show, immediately following WrestleMania. As soon as WrestleMania ends, hop on to Blog Talk Radio, and we will break down every single match that is known as WrestleMania. I'll definitely be tuning in. I would hope you would. I would. That's uh, something pretty interesting thing. I hope a lot of people come out and support the hangover, which by the way, I think is a tremendous name. Uh, like I said, I'm very excited about this whole thing. And, uh, some real quick info. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but right after your show, which, uh, ends at a good time because at 11 PM Eastern time on TBS, Chris Jericho will be on Lopez tonight promoting WrestleMania. I don't know if you guys were aware of that or not. Yep, he will be on the George Lopez show, while I believe MVP will be on CBS News, and uh, none other than the chain gang hero, Johnny Cena, your uh, 
girlfriend's future husband, supposedly, and uh. my my future wife's uh, husband, too, uh, will be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. By the way, guys, I didn't, um, I I just called in as, as soon as I was uh, available here, but uh, apparently John Cena did an interview earlier today. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but uh, there was there was a quote from John Cena um, where he basically said that the testing policy that Oh, the, for the wellness policy. Yes, I did read about that. I read yeah, about that as well. Yeah. I, what are your thoughts on that, guys? I mean, he basically said that the testing for the WWE wellness policy is unnecessary. What you what were you guys' opinions on that? Just trying to get your thoughts on that. Uh, he said. Um, so he said that it's unnecessary, but if you read the whole thing at the end of it, he said it is a good thing, you know, that they have it. Um, I think that's like his last words in the uh, in the whole interview. It said, "But it is a good thing." So I don't know. I mean, because it it is entertainment. I don't know if they need it, but I don't know. I'm really I really don't have too much of an opinion on that, except for I don't understand why he would say it's not necessary. But it is a good thing that we have it. So the, I don't know. Yeah, now, now I'm gonna take uh, my stance as a former pro wrestling torch writer here, just looking at the entire picture here. Yes, it, it, oh it's boy. Hey, I I won't be on my soapbox for long. I promise. Yes, it's not a sport. It, it is entertainment. All right, but these guys, these wrestlers, are still using these drugs whether it's steroids, whether it's painkillers, which, by the way, is becoming a huge problem in the industry as well. But when you see um, when you see guys bulking up immensely because of, you know, the possibility of more exposure or, like, a higher spot on, on the card, then that automatically becomes a, a, uh, a warning sign of, of, how, of how bad how bad drugs can be to this business. Yeah, they're they're not necessarily affecting performance, but they are guaranteeing, you know, a better spot, a bigger payday, things like that. So I think that it's definitely having an effect on the business. And for anybody to say that it's not necessary because it's not a sport, then they're just being ignorant. Now, I can understand if that's somebody in the media, but if if it's a wrestler, like, who who was probably you know taking something? I'm I'm not really gonna put this this uh, accusation out there, but um, yeah, when guys get bigger over time, just uh, you know, they can go from like uh, like 198 pounds to like 260 in a matter of months. There's something wrong with that. I, I don't care if it's performance enhancing or not. You're doing it for a purpose to get a bigger payday and to get more attention, and that is going to be a detrimental uh, effect on the business in, in the years to come. So I'm done with that for now, I guess. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll write something. I don't know. There you go. Well, my thoughts on that whole stupid wellness policy is that it's just there right now just to make WWE look good. I mean – Everyone knows and everyone has read that there's still so many loopholes that you can get by in 
this uh, wellness policy. I mean, you can even have prescription drugs, supposedly, and still have the doctor's permission, and somehow you can still get in trouble just for that. I mean, it it's hard to say, and what it depends on who's giving the test and who says, okay, this is legal, this is not legal, but then again, if you do the test later with a different doctor, that doctor could say, okay, what was not legal is legal now. It, it, there's so many freaking holes inside of that wellness policy that it really does need to be brought back to the board, re, revamped, and just like rethought over really hard. I mean, WWE is doing its best to uh, take care of its uh, performers, which I understand wait, wait, and agree with. Wait, 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 wait. You just said that there are so many loopholes loop and uh, there are so many ways around the policy yet in in your next sense you say that the WWE is doing all it can and that they're doing a fantastic job of, of protecting the rest well, of which what, if, well, well, if they were well, then okay, they wouldn't okay wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. what I'm trying to say is that they're do they're trying to take care of their wrestlers regardless I mean it's hard to say with what kind of quack says what is legal what's not but the heart and care and the uh, the comfort for the wrestlers is there. I mean, re they would not have this unless they did not care, correct? I purely think it's just for show. I think it's, it, it's done just, uh, as you said, to make the Fed look good. I, I do think that deep down they do care about their wrestlers, but if they did, they would be doing a lot more. And there isn't any feasible, logical excuse. You can't say it's because of stockholders because I'm sure that, that stockholders don't don't like, you know, this list of guys wrestling, uh, of these wrestlers dying before they turn 50. That's That, that doesn't look good to a stockholder. That doesn't uh, positively affect their, their bottom line. I don't understand why or what excuse they would have not to do everything they can to fix those loopholes and to protect their talent even more so um, than this policy already does, so they say. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are five minutes left within the show. We are wrapping up our show right now. Again, I want to promote this show. Uh, Kyle, you are not here, but a very close friend of mine, uh, Evan Cloud for uh, TNA uh, Upstate, uh, called in to uh, promote two of his shows. One is April 3rd at the German House, and the second is June 26th. The show is called Continuing the Tradition at the All-Star Sports Arena. Uh, they are going to be having, uh, I believe, he said, Tommy Dreamer. And uh, believe it or not, my uh, the original uh, what, what? How did he say that, Todd? Uh, the original cute extreme wrestler Colin Delaney will also be at that show. Yeah, I believe it. I believe he said something like that. Yeah. I mean, big props out to Evan Cloud Born, as I like to call him. Uh, big props out to him. Uh, he was also very kind of us to do a mini promo for us, too. Nice. 
I'll be sure to uh, add that to the uh, show intro. By the way, big props for updating the show promo, too. Uh, thank you on that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because normally I'm all ready to mouth all the words, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a minute, we got Sonny on there. Yeah, we uh, we pushed up a little bit, and hopefully we're they're gonna get some more voices to add to that intro, including the next week. I'm, I'm not even sure if you uh, mentioned this, but next week's gonna. I have be not. I wanted I wanted you to do the honors since you are the uh, journalist of uh, the former journalist of uh, the Torch. Well, thank 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 you for reminding me uh, about that uh, that honor bestowed on me. But actually. Before I do that, since you were um, trying to promote your friend's show, which, you know, by all means, if you're in, in the area, then please go check it out. Um, out here, I have a friend um, who is currently uh, the Mach 1 Wrestling Champion. And every Friday night, they present um, something they like to call Friday Fight Night. You can actually go to... Uh, their website, M1Wrestling.com. They're based out of Anaheim, California, uh, out here in Orange County. And um, he's currently wrestling, and he's defending the championship against the winner of a SoCal Open Battle Royal. Um, it, it, here is the description. It says, the Battle Royal is open to all the wrestlers on the card this Friday as well as some that have been invited to, by, invited to be a part of this great opportunity for a shot at the Mach 1 title. Who else will show up? You have to come Friday to find out. Uh, once again, you can go to m1wrestling.com and nwawrestling.com out here in uh, Anaheim, California, if you're listening to the show. And by the way, I'm not sure if you uh, if you plug these guys either, but uh, our good friends at uh, Steel Cage Radio, they have all of the lowdown on Mach 1 and uh, all of the other uh, in- independent professional wrestling organizations around the country as well. So be sure to check those guys out at steelcageradio.com. But getting back to my original point, next week we're going to have um, the the latest play-by-play man for Ring of Honor's um, internet pay-per-views, and he will be at the Ring of Honor Big Bang pay-per-view coming up not this Saturday but next Saturday former WWE announcer as well, Kevin Kelly will be on the show. So that should be pretty cool next week. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have approximately one minute remaining. Kyle, WrestleMania prediction, real quick, real fast. Okay. Uh, I I had the lineup in front of me, and now I lost it. That's, that's perfect. Um, yeah, so I totally had the lineup, and I really can't find it right now. This is very good, good radio here. Oh, okay, got it. Money in the Bank, I'm picking uh, MVP. In the Legacy 3 way, I'm taking Randy Orton. The Unified Tag Team matchups between uh, Big Show and the Miz against R-Truth and John Morrison, I'm picking Big Show and the Miz. CM Punk against Rey Mysterio, I'm going to pick CM Punk. Mysterio will, uh, will, will lose at Mania, and they will fight again at Extreme Rules next month. Triple H will lose to Sheamus, Vince McMahon, will tap at the hands of Bret Hart's sharpshooter. Chris Jericho will lose to Edge and drop the World Heavyweight Championship. John Cena will once again come out on top with the WWE title. And Shawn Michaels against The Undertaker. I'm afraid that we're going to see the last of The Undertaker's win streak. Shawn Michaels ends The Undertaker's winning streak this Sunday night. I'm calling it. 
I'm calling it right now. Yep, done. All right, Todd, you got uh, 30 seconds. Jack Swagger, I will go uh, Show Miz. I will go uh, CM Punk, Batista, unfortunately Edge, Bret Hart. Um, I will go, let's see, who did I miss? I will go to Triple H. And uh, I will go Undertaker. Sorry, Shawn Michaels. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you this Sunday at the WrestleMania Hangover Show. For Just in Time, Kyle Cruz and Todd Orndorff, have a good evening. Thanks, guys. See you. Hello? Yo, what's up? <laughs> oh, we're all still on. Cool. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so thanks um, for letting me do this, guys. I appreciate it for real. That was great.